0: Are local lore, legends, and laughter your thing? Then come check out our podcast, or So They Say, where two sisters travel small-town America, one ghostly tale at a time. We're your hosts, Midwest twins, Megan. And Kelsey. Join us every Thursday where you get to hear not just the history behind haunted locations, but our own personal experiences as well. Faceless nuns. Check. Harmonica playing ghost. Check. Tangents that have nothing to do with spooky things whatsoever? You have no idea. So join our spooky crew and follow along as we investigate a haunted place near you. Listen to, or so they say, wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Come check us out. Goodbye. Bye. These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club is closing out the year with a Christmas story. But be careful on your way in. We're pretty sure we saw Farkas hanging out by the flagpole. Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. And it's our last episode of this uh, the year. Of the season. Not the season, though. Te- Do you know winter just started, like, not even two weeks ago? Isn't the dumbest thing? The first day of winter is December 21st.
1: Yeah. Doesn't bother me.
0: That's stupid.
1: <laughs> I just consider December winter month. I Doesn't bother me in the slightest.
0: I know. It just... Makes me mad that it's that's the first day of winter after everything we've been through. <laughs> that's I know. the first day, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so we're <laughs> closing out December and the end of 2022.
1: Yeah, it honestly was a great year mm-hmm. for me and you.
0: There were some ups and downs, I feel like. Just... I feel
1: like this is the first year I can say I had more ups than downs in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's not jinx ourselves. We still got a few. I'm not trying to do that. All I was
1: doing was taking a little bit of like happy praise. Not towards me, towards karma.
0: I know. No, we, this year, then just a lot of changes for us. I mean, we had Jordan in May.
1: Yes. You said changes. Now I'm hearing Tupac in my head. Oh, God. (laughs) See no changes. Wake up in the morning and ask myself is oh, life worth living sure I'll blast myself.
0: You're so wide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> We had Jordan. Um Yeah,
1: that's the best thing that happened all year. She's amazing.
0: You left a job and got a new job?
1: Yes. A job um, I'm very very happy with, and pleased.
0: I got a promotion at my job. Mhm. Um yeah, I don't know. Just a lot, of, a lot of things. Christmas wasn't that bad. I know no. this is the first year it what, the focus wasn't on me and you. Like, we realized on Christmas Day we didn't really get each other anything.
1: <laughs> this is also the first year where I really had to beat it in people's heads that I don't care about gifts. I know. I care about their presents.
0: I... And the gift giver. I'm weird about receiving gifts because I don't know how to respond or how to act right. when I open them. I'm just Not that I'm not grateful, but I open a gift and I'm like, thanks. I like
1: <laughs> interaction and making memories. I don't care about stuff I'm not going to care about in two months.
0: Yeah. I More that's, for experiences than things. That's why I've really
1: had like a hard time at Christmas lately. I hate that people feel like they have to go above and beyond to get things for people. You don't have to do that. Yeah. I really don't feel like you should have to do that. It should be about your family. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have rather just not got anything and been able to just be with you and Jordan. Like, that was the best thing. Just hanging out? Just being home with you guys Christmas morning was the best thing about Christmas
0: to Mm -hmm. me. I know. We didn't... I didn't wrap her presents, but she's also... She's not even a year old, so it's like...
1: Plus that little girl had got to open <laughs> all of her presents the night before.
0: Oh, yeah. The family's presents. She, yeah. I didn't wrap my own presents to her, which kind of made me feel like crap. But at the same time, like, look, she all she wanted to do is rip paper and put it in her mouth anyway. So how about we just save <laughs> the wrapping paper? Um, but, yeah, I feel like overall, m- mostly positives this year. Yeah. I mean, a good year.
1: And you got your ass beat at the MTV game.
0: Oh, God. <sighs> Look.
1: I knew I was going to be good at that. Your dad knew I was going to be really good at that.
0: I wasn't bad at it. I, my partner.
1: <laughs> yeah, your mom is, <laughs> I'm gonna just going to take a shot at her. Let's, I'm going to do it. Oh, Lord. All right. To everybody out there that's listening, I really want you to comment back on this. If you get a, what was the category?
0: Pop anthems.
1: Pop anthems. And. In the game, you get three categories to try to guess what it is. It's one word. It is lyrics, and then the other one is uh, perform. Perform, so, but you can't like talk or nothing like that. You can like hum, hum or whistle or something. Whistle, and you can uh, ska, ska scat beat it. Well, yeah, <laughs> scat man. Uh, Megan's mom got was uh her partner, <laughs> and she drew Usher and put it under the one word.
0: Mhm.
1: Now, granted, I couldn't believe she actually came up with something cuz I didn't know she even knew who Usher was. <laughs> but for her freaking hint, she said Raymond.
0: I I like Usher. So why? I, I I had no idea that was his legal name.
1: <laughs> I was mad for you when you I, you didn't get it.
0: I could not get "Everyone Loves Raymond" out of my head. Said, "What does he have to do with pop and then me and your dad
1: thought it was uh, Ray Parker Jr. We're like Raymond. We Mm -hmm. thought the guy that sang Ghostbusters. Then I, me and her like talked about why she picked Raymond. She thought we'd know his name was Raymond. I just like who does that?
0: (laughs) Confessions, Laura. Oh, I know. (sighs) It's all right, Mom. I'm not bitter. I know you're listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not bitter. (laughs) <laughs> cannot stop cranking hands together.
0: <laughs> I'm not blinked in several several minutes. No. I, uh, that game was super fun, It was a though. fun game. I'm just... <laughs> I'm still salty about that. I could
1: not miss on the hairbangers. I got every single one of them.
0: I never got a chance to guess one. Really? I don't remember seeing one. That's so why I was like, we need one, and we never got one. <laughs> Lame. Anyway, we're so off topic now. We... <laughs> We're closing out the year, and I know, speaking of Christmas, uh, Christmas has passed, but there are so many holiday and Christmas movies that we wanted to cover, and it was so hard to pick. It's not just, even mentioning
1: all the ones we watched. I
0: know. It was hard to pick only four, and there was one that we just wanted to cover that we couldn't not cover. I mean, they say yeah. our hometown in it twice. How? I mean... It's like,
1: yeah, it was like two or three times
0: you cut you you have to cover it if you hear i mean we're not from a big city so we shouldn't be hearing our this our town and yeah movie. this movie's
1: really deep in my soul mm-hmm. like i i love this movie i've always loved this movie mm-hmm. it's my friend josh's favorite i think holiday movie mm-hmm. like just overall like he has to watch it
0: yeah we are covering a christmas story Which, if you live in the States, at least in the Midwest, I don't know how far this spreads. But I know every year on Christmas, there's one channel that streams it all Mm -hmm. day, just that movie on Christmas Day. Well,
1: Turner Network, which I think is now owned... I don't know who owns it now, actually. I think they just resold. But they've shown it all day since 1997. Today, this year was actually the 25th anniversary, which is nuts.
0: Yeah, that's a long time. The movie never gets old. As long as I've been conscious, I can remember it <laughs> playing on the TV every day, Christmas Day. Um, but let's start with a little bit of info on the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we? All right. It came out, even though it's set in, what's it set in like the 50s or something? 50s, 60s? Mm-hmm. It was the 50s. released November 18th, 1983. Great year. So it came out the right time it wasn't a random christmas movie that came out in the freaking summer can i say something real quick sure
1: the 1980s was a really good time to make movies about the 50s and 60s because they all look historically accurate mm-hmm. they are all shot to look really good and of the time
0: mm-hmm. well it does i mean this movie even though it was made in the 80s it just the look of it which we'll we'll talk about later yeah absolutely even the production of it looks it's, old.
1: It's amazing, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made on a budget of $3.3 3 million.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that.
0: I guess. That seemed like a, a little high for, I don't know. I. You really think high. so
1: for a big budget movie?
0: I don't know. I just, because the actors and stuff weren't really big yeah, name actors. That, that's a good point.
1: That's a good point. It didn't have like any actual name in it yet.
0: Mhm. Anyway, it was made on the a budget of three point three million, and it made twenty point eight million dollars. That's
1: that's not bad. Which
0: I don't know. At this point, we've kind of figured it with inflation, you can uh, essentially triple that number for mm-hmm. today's. So about sixty million, somewhere around there, yeah, would probably be about right. The movie itself is actually based off a book called "In God We Trust, All mm-hmm. Others Pay Cash," which. I want to read now after all this time. Like I've kind of always known that and I've seen it when the movie plays that says based on, but now that I'm older and I mean, I always like to read. That's not even fair to say like now that I like to read, I've always liked to read, but I read like kid books, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to read. I would like to read this, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause it's got a great, it's got a great premise. And I love that it comes from someone's actual, Memories, mm-hmm. you know,
0: and I can give you the synopsis since now we know it's based off the book. Uh huh. Let Go me ahead. give you this quick synopsis that I think is coming from IMBD, Probably. I really
1: want this to be good. Like, we you've um, done really well lately with it being spot on. So, oh, don't
0: give me credit. It's IMBD, So <laughs> if you don't like it, or it's probably Wikipedia. Honestly, is where I'm getting this from. It says. Based on the humorous writings of author Gene Shepard, this beloved holiday movie follows the wintry exploits of youngster Ralphie Parker, who spends most of his time dodging a bully and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, a red Ryder air rifle. Frequently at odds with his cranky dad, but comforted by his doting mother, Ralphie struggles to make it to Christmas Day and his, with his glasses and his hopes intact. I mean, that's
1: a good synopsis. That's
0: a pretty good synopsis. I'm not mad at that and the screenplay was written by Gene Shepard. Yes. And but it was also by Bob Clark who directed it and Lee Brown.
1: And I have a lot to say about Bob Clark.
0: Okay. I don't really know much about him, so you can say all you want. Go for it.
1: I will when it's time.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about some of the cast.
1: Honestly, too, can we really talk about the new movie real fast?
0: We can give it a little bit of a shout out. There yeah. just recently this... A Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah, this season. It, mm-hmm. I w- It's a sequel.
1: It is definitely a sequel. Skip
0: it, whatever that Christmas Story 2 is. I've literally never watched yeah. it. I have no desire to watch just it. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, this is not a world where that movie doesn't exist.
1: I gotta be honest. I was very, very happy and entertained with the sequel. They paid... Yeah. Amazing homage to this movie, and made it something entirely different while still being same. Mm-hmm. I I love the movie, and I ain't gonna lie, I cried.
0: Yeah, I cried really hard too. Emotional, just because it's this is something we've grown up with, and not just seeing the actor, you know, paying this tribute to the actor themselves, but to. Just people who've gone through something like that, yes. you know. It's that's it's always the Christmas story. My mom hates the movie, and I'm like, I wonder if it's because it's too real. Like it's so much like real life that it's yeah, hard to watch. It could be
1: um, <laughs> another thing is I think some people don't do well with the holidays, mm-hmm. like others do. So certain movies just don't pertain to them.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's what's cool about it too, though, is it doesn't try to sugarcoat anything or fancy anything up. I mean, it is told from a child's perspective, which we'll get into, Mm -hmm. but it's still... And it doesn't try to
1: one-up any other movies.
0: Yeah, it's still... um, I don't know, it just tells it like it is.
1: And it's great because you get the view from the child's point of view, Mm -hmm. which, you know, a lot of movies don't really do that.
0: Yeah, and... No, I'll I'll wait. We'll get into that here in a minute. <laughs> um, I can go ahead and give you some cast, which yeah. like I said, not any real big names in this movie. None no. that I'm aware of. So you've got Peter Billingsley who plays Ralphie.
1: Honestly, could there have been a better casting?
0: I don't think so. I mean
1: He is he's charming as Ralphie. Mm-hmm. He like I cannot see anybody else playing that part. Mm-hmm. And I looked at all the names that were up for it that actually tried out and got second auditions. Uh-huh. And I still can't I can't put them over him.
0: Well, and like his little brother, God, he did such a good job of playing the annoying little brother. Randy. Ian Petrella plays Randy. Oh. Uh there's Scott Schwartz, who plays Flick, one of his friends. <laughs> uh Melinda Dillon plays his mother, which She's just credited as Mother Parker. Yeah. <laughs> they just call her Mom. Uh, and then Darren McGavin is the old man. He's credited as the old man Parker.
1: Yeah, Mr. Parker.
0: And Zach Ward plays Scut Farkas, which lit with that name. and <laughs> I
1: like Zach Ward. I'm actually friends with him on the Twitter machine. Oh. <laughs> He's a really nice guy. I, I've, talked, I've even talked to him on there.
0: He did such a good job of playing the bully. Like, I uh, just had that look about him. I don't and he know. was
1: really good in this new one.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished it. I've been busy and tired, <laughs> so <laughs> I will finish it. Though. Also,
1: you got to talk about Scott Schwartz, Flick.
0: Yes, I already said, I said Scott Schwartz. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. And well, who's the other, other kid? RD name? Robb is plays Schwartz.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I always get them confused. Um, and then Gene Shepard, he actually does the narration. Yeah. So this is like his... He had his <laughs> hand in just about every aspect of it. And you know where you've seen
1: Scott Schwartz before.
0: Hmm.
1: He was in the toy, the Richard Pryor movie. Oh, God. You, you cannot make that
0: movie. I have not seen that movie all the way through. I had a hard time. The second you told me the premise of it, I, I tuned out. I could not watch that movie. <laughs> Um, Yeah, everyone else in this movie is just pretty much nobody. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but you only see them for a second. There's not a lot going on with the rest of the cast. Really? There's no big names there. No,
1: it's a movie that was made. I don't think they even intended for it to really be a hit.
0: For $3 million, I mean, that's quite a budget, though. I mean. You're expecting something from it.
1: I don't know. I'll have to come back to that.
0: Okay. Well, that's pretty much all I have. Unless there's anything else you want to cover, we could just jump into the movie itself. Well,
1: one thing I do want to talk about Mm -hmm. is all the people that got turned down for the cast. Because you know how you said it's a bunch of people that are not like big names? Yeah. I wonder if the budget is the sole reason why some of these people weren't picked. Cuz there's a lot of people I got to cover that's mm-hmm. might blow people's minds. But well, then again, you realize some of them weren't names either yet, mm-hmm. but some of them were names.
0: At that time, I mean 1983, it depends on who it was, but that could be they probably wanted to keep it around like the 3 million dollar budget and are close to it, you know, something like that and probably mm-hmm. couldn't afford to get other actors on board right but that's fine because it turned out i mean it turned out well casting was good
1: the aesthetic for the movie is great Mm -hmm. it looks like the 50s and i love the winter scene it has in that movie it is so midwest it that is as indiana as indiana gets
0: i will say for people who aren't from the midwest or from indiana they nailed that it. Is, yeah, that is what it looks like. If you're like, what does a white Christmas look like? That's it. That is what it looks like here. Mm-hmm. It's not like the northern states like Minnesota and Colorado and up near the Canadian border. Right. Us down here, like Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, all all of us in this little area. We get all the shit off Illinois. the lake. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty spot on. Yeah. What that- it looked like. <laughs>
1: This is one movie where even watching it now, it's like, man, they filmed this during the perfect winter. Mm -hmm. Like it, like for Christmas, that is what people should want for their Christmas. You wake up and everything's just covered in snow. Mm -hmm. You get up and you're getting ready to have breakfast and all that. And it's just, it, it's the, the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what I picture Christmas being personally.
0: It's the Christmas I want. Uh, it's. Because there are some years we don't get that. We no. We'll get like 50 degrees and rain on Christmas Day and it blows. It doesn't feel like Christmas at all.
1: The worst it's ever been in, well, in my lifetime so far is... Do you remember when it like poured rain? Like all of Christmas Eve and all of Christmas?
0: I can recall a couple of those, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was the worst.
0: Yeah. I hate that. When it's... I mean, you never have to break out the winter coat. That's... That sucks. That's the the christening of Christmas and winter time. And if you don't ever have to break out that winter coat, it was a bad Christmas. <laughs> and it is. It's true. If I could get away with wearing like a jacket through the, all of winter. Right. Which we've had some of those. That's terrible. And how... I just want to point out how freaking midwest that we're discussing the weather (laughs) as part of this movie what is i mean that's what we do here (laughs) uh, indiana
1: weather is awful it It just changes on on a dime
0: but i feel like that's such a midwest thing to do is like talk about the weather yeah what else we got going on
1: It's just watch corn grow
0: wouldn't be bad if it weren't for the wind. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and I guess you could shoot some hoops.
0: It's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. That's us. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. those people. <laughs> that's, uh, I I just like that we opened with the weather.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because our weather has <laughs> been trash lately. <laughs> trash as in like negative degrees. This is the total opposite. But
1: yeah, people keep complaining how they want it to be cold outside until they get it. And they're like, hmm. I'm kind of waiting for it to be spring.
0: Yeah, I don't live up north for a reason. I don't want negative degrees. Right. I don't want that. <laughs> Take it back. Do, um,
1: do, do, do. Take it back.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Take um, it. <gasps> Take it.
0: Oh. I don't even know what... Th- I know the song. I just don't know what it is. Oh, it's from Ro- Rocky. Oh. Uh. Anyway. So, yeah, the weather. It's... I the look of this movie with the snow and stuff that is exactly what you are gonna get, and well, that's what you most likely will get in the Midwest <laughs> in the winter and Christmas time. But the opening of this movie is just it. They're still in school. The kids are like gearing up for Christmas break, and mm, yes. they the whole movie is shot through Ralphie's perspective, who's like. I think we assume probably a 10 or 11 year old boy.
1: I believe he's, it's set that he's nine years old.
0: Nine? That's so weird to me. But okay, yeah. He's young. He's in what, elementary school? He's mm-hmm. got his younger brother who is probably just starting elementary school. And I would
1: guess Randy's probably like six, seven.
0: S- yeah. So he's in like first grade or something. Yeah. He's just the annoying little brother and
1: won't eat his damn food even though his mom cooks really good
0: as she's a stay-at-home mom she busts her butt to make food and keep I the give house
1: anything for someone to make me red cabbage on the daily i'm a uh, i love cabbage
0: <laughs> um but it's it's really unique that it's told from ralphie's perspective because a lot of this parts of this movie is very over the top and very dramatic and theatrical but that's because you're looking at it as a nine-year-old yeah that's how ralphie saw it
1: the dad goes over the top and we quote him a lot
0: Mm -hmm. and this is see here i get to use my degree for like five seconds ralphie is like an unreliable narrator because it's told from his perspective so we don't know if his dad was really over the top like that but right. that's how ralphie saw him also, and that's how he saw his mom yeah
1: and you have the range of emotions because mm-hmm. you know he's a child so you're gonna get his feelings hurt easy and all that
0: mm-hmm. he yeah and how like how annoying his little brother is it's Grating. Yeah, it's to unbearable at times. Randy, he is so annoying. But that's how Ralphie saw him as a nine-year-old boy. That's how he recalls his little brother as just being like
1: terrible. <laughs> Even the mom gets sick of Randy.
0: Yes, I. What she just she wraps, wraps his him up. ass up? <laughs> yeah, puts him in the snowsuit and mm-hmm. wraps a ten-foot scarf around his face, and she's like, "Hush, <laughs> hey, I can't put my arm down." <sighs> oh,
1: I, nothing God. makes me happier than when Randy just. Falls over Gets and just lays there like the a snow. slug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um. I see. And I didn't just watch the movie. I know we watched so many Christmas movies this season. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember everything in ones. order, but I'm just going to touch on, you know, we don't have to go in order. I'm just going to touch on the parts that I, yeah. I remember, but seeing Ralphie with his friends and going to school and just playing the stupid little pranks. Like everyone wore the fake teeth. And I
1: love the drawer full of novelty stuff. That oh. the teacher has that she's taking from the kids. That she's compensating. That's, that's so great.
0: Mm-hmm. It just things that, uh, I feel like this is such a cliche thing to say, but it was just such simpler times. It's yeah. not something I did in school, you know, in the 90s. That's not <laughs> what I did.
1: Yeah, it was more like spit wads and shit like that.
0: I didn't, I was a good kid. I didn't do any of that.
1: I didn't say I did. I said that's what <laughs> happened. Don't try to in, in
0: make general.
1: me look like a villain. You do that all the time.
0: You're mm.
1: <laughs> making me look evil.
0: Goodness. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I didn't do it. This, uh, what?
1: I said Spitwatch, and you just like, oh.
0: Yeah, because I thought you were saying like I did that in school. I didn't do no, that No, I was school.
1: just saying in general. I wasn't pointing out anybody.
0: Okay. Well, they, I don't know. They just play all these pranks on their teacher, and they're not focused on school they're all getting ready for christmas break and ralphie is obsessed with this one present so much that like it's It's, his
1: it's dominated his whole like christmas vacation Mm -hmm. really
0: and his school work and stuff he had the he has the uh assignment to write an essay he has a really creative imagination yeah, what he wants for Christmas. And he writes about this red rifle, red, red writer. rider BB, BB gun. gun. <laughs> That's really hard to say. Uh, and he just rattles it off. It's the full name. I don't know what it is. but
1: Yeah, he gives like the full stat line on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And he just wants it so dang bad, but who's going to give their kid a gun for Christmas? Mm-hmm. I say that, but nowadays it's... <sighs> I have
1: multiple favorite parts of this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel, I sound so old, I just said nowadays, but we were just talking about how your nephews got those, what? The gel
1: blasters.
0: Oh, why are you yelling? Because I was upset that they're,
1: I'm going to say it, their dumbass mom got them those.
0: <laughs> no, that's why I was saying like, it's. Letting them it's, shoot them around
1: people's houses and stuff.
0: No one's going to buy their, I was saying no one's going to buy their kid a gun, but now. In
1: winter, in negative conditions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the freaking, the. They're, she's like they're made of gel. I'm like, you know, gel freezes, correct?
0: <laughs> and then want to talk about, oh, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs>
1: My gosh, man, to be a kid again, i have done the same shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just spun that around. No, I love when Ralphie goes through all his like daydreams because that's what yes. all of us, all kids that like did. Like mm-hmm. you imagine, like you get a bad grade and all of a sudden your teacher is the villain mm. after you just were nice to her and really tried your best.
0: Oh, you buttered her up with a whole fruit basket.
1: A nice fruit basket. That thing had a pineapple in it in I the fifties wa- in winter.
0: See, again, this is one of those things. The first question I asked myself when I saw it, I was like, how did his parents, they were just okay with buying that fruit basket. I, I bet so. in his kid mind, they did not buy that big fruit basket, but in his mind, he's yeah. giving her this huge fruit basket. Yeah, his that's, mind's eye. that." unreliable narrator that's the thing where he's like oh we got her this huge basket and I bet yeah so you have this whole
1: scene where she's like thank you Ralph you can have a seat yeah (laughs) and Ralphie out of all these other kids is the one that stays standing up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and slowly sits back in his seat Mm -hmm. when he uh, takes the time to when his when he gets the bad grade and his teacher turns into the witch and then his mom shows up
0: Oh yeah, she's all like the jester.
1: Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. That's heartbreaking. It We've is. all been there as a kid.
0: Uh, some of his daydreams are out there though. Like he dreams that when he does have the rifle, like, or he dreams that he has the rifle. That's one of my favorite
1: scenes. And he, he
0: protects his family. Yeah, and he she's... is. He
1: is. Uh, well, he's a cowboy.
0: I can't remember what they call him. His gun is old blue. Yeah, honestly. old blue. And he shoots all the uh, intruders or whatever. The, the best
1: thing about that is that he shoots them. They have the X's over their eyes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the one daydream. I think my favorite daydream is when later. He's blind. When he's blind. <laughs> yeah. He's so, so poisoning. <laughs> the overdramatic
1: crying. crying by the mom and dad is hilarious.
0: No, when I saw that as a kid, that red bar of soap—I'll be honest—I was a little curious. I'm like, "What's <laughs> yeah. it taste like?"
1: Yeah, I was like, "Is it cinnamon?"
0: <laughs> That's what I thought. I did. I'm um, surely they wouldn't just stick this bar of soap in his mouth, but it's just—I really I don't even know I where you can that. get red soap anymore. Can uh, you buy red soap? A,
1: a big, shiny bar like that? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I can't even answer that.
0: No, I don't know. That we that's something we should look up. When do they stop selling answer. bars of red soap?
1: <laughs> Big bars of red soap.
0: Well, I know you can make your own soap now. That's like a thing. Everyone yeah. just makes their own stuff anymore. But <laughs> I want I want the classic bar soap. <laughs> but that yeah, that's my favorite the one uh, the really flashback, bad I think. Oh. <laughs> now the one scene I don't like that <sighs> haunting as a child what? haunting is all the scenes with uh Farkas. Really? Yes. The scene Well, where, he is
1: kind of cruel.
0: He is. He's I mean, I had bullies in school and not relentless like that, but I had bullies and it was hard and like, trying to avoid them. I know that feeling of taking different hallways at school to be like, I don't want to see that kid. um, But having to run into him walking home from school, oh, Lord, I couldn't imagine. (laughs) And the one scene, it's where Ralphie finally snaps and just beats the crap out of him.
1: He got pushed over the limit. I mean, what more can you do? Mm -hmm. The poor kid just kept going through it, going through it, going through it, and then gets hit under his glasses with a snowball i've not bothered anybody mm-hmm. he, that's the thing he he wasn't trying to do anything to provoke them
0: mm-hmm. just walking home yeah
1: so he retaliated
0: well and he would already had a bad day at that point because uh, what else had happened to him i can't remember because he was pretty defeated at that point when he got hit yeah he got the c plus yeah and he was upset and going home from school i think is when it happened uh, no, I've also been in that situation. I don't know if I ever told you that or if my mom's listening, whoops, but I've only beat up a kid one time. It's because I finally snapped, they just kept pushing me and pushing me, and I lost my, I just lost it. And I just started beating the crap out of this kid out, and it was a boy. I remember that I was, I just kept punching him, and then his older cousin this real big chick came and pulled me off of him and she said she's gonna beat me up and i was like no beat me!" Up. i started crying <laughs> so i did like exactly what ralphie did i just i blacked out and i started punching the crap out of this kid and then the next thing i know i was like <laughs> what did i do yeah i've been in that situation yeah so. i think that's why i i was so shook by that scene i
1: just i didn't really have like bullies like that mm-hmm I uh, but I didn't bully people either.
0: I was a ni- I was friends with like all different kinds of kids with I mean, I kind of hung out with the emo goth kids. Yes, I know. But it, it wasn't <laughs> a phase, mom. <laughs> we saw <laughs> I got to see My Chemical Romance this year. That's I know, I another highlight. You. First time I've ever seen them, so it wasn't a phase, mom. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I hung They'll out tell with me not
1: to dance, Dad.
0: Even though I like listened to that music and dressed that way, I also had friends who were like cheerleaders and played sports, and who were in the band and orchestra and theater. And yeah, I had all sorts of big. friends. But there's still those kids that it doesn't matter. You can't please them, and they're gonna find something about you they don't like, and just yeah. nitpick you until you finally snap.
1: That's the thing, though. You just you got to be friendly with everybody. And that, uh, one good thing that movie teaches is you have to stand up to your bullies.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause his I'll mom, always believe that. This I did not like that scene where as much as I hated the scene of him and Farkas fighting, right. I say hate. It just made me uncomfortable. The scene afterward where his mom like helps him out of a bad situation by yeah. kind of just playing it off, that's like... I I really like that scene. I kind of like that. I did too. You see that side of her where she tries to find a happy medium to tell his dad what happened without him getting in trouble.
1: Yeah, because honestly, Ralphie, he just got pushed. I mean, the mom knew the circumstances, Mm -hmm. you know, he got in a fight, but he did what he had to do. I felt bad for Randy even in that. Randy, Randy was scared to death. Yeah, Randy, you could see that's one of the few times in that movie I really like Randy. It's just because oh. he he was worried about his big brother.
0: Mm. Well, he Was under the sink crying.
1: Yeah, you want some milk?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> chicken nuggets, no. fries. Um, I see orange.
0: <laughs> I, I there's other scenes though that more. Iconic scenes like when Schwartz sticks his tongue to the pole—that's probably yes. one of the most probably, iconic scenes.
1: Well, another scene that I don't think gets enough love mm-hmm. is the beginning of that movie with the toy store, the win- inside the window. Oh yeah, I love that scene mm-hmm. when all the kids are just standing there looking through the window at all the hot new items.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, also,
1: can we we got to talk about the parade and Higby scene.
0: That's what I was about to say. That I love the man. <laughs> we say that all I the think, time. I think they're on Christmas break at this point, finally. Yes. yes, And they go to the parade to see Santa come into town. And it's a tradition. You can tell it's a tradition thing where they go, they see the parade, and then afterward, they go to the mall to go sit on Santa's lap and tell him what they want for Christmas. <laughs> and ralphie is
1: he was done he got sick of standing in the line The
0: second he saw Sandy, he was like we have got to go i've <laughs> got to get in line
1: freaking randy didn't even say anything
0: no oh he just started
1: screaming like all the other kids
0: but that's where we get the it's actually this would be the second time they had said it in the movie but the line they stretch s-
1: all the way to terra haute
0: the line stretched back to Terre haute and they said it right which good for you gene mm-hmm. for saying that correctly but the book itself is based in, they live in Indiana. I think it's Hammond. Hall, Hallman, Indiana is what it's called in the movie. Yeah. And they, yeah, so, I, I mean, I know where it's based off Hammond, Indiana. Yeah. And that's north of us. That's up near, like, Gary in Chicago and stuff yeah. like that. So, And
1: Hallman is very big to Terre Haute.
0: Yes, that's. A big name here in town. It used to be. I feel like the names kind of fizzled out. Yeah. But it was a big name here in Terre Haute. But yeah, the the first time I watched that movie and you heard him say it, you had to do a double take, like what did he right. just say? And it was so exciting, which it meant literally nothing to anybody else <laughs> but here in Terre Haute we Good
1: old Terra Hodians now.
0: Mm-hmm. Terra Did you say Hodians?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm making my own thing.
0: Oh, Taking it back. Hotions.
1: No, you're a Hotian. I'm a Hodian. Oh, okay. Hodiody, Hodiody.
0: <laughs> but I was saying this before that it's not like when you hear New York City, it's like okay, New York City's in a million movies. That's whatever. Yeah. No one says Haute in a movie. No. So us, uh, our town of sixty-ish thousand people, were like just fangirling. <laughs> we <laughs> love this movie. <laughs> Who us? <laughs> That's me! That's me! <laughs> um,
1: Doing that freaking thing that everybody points out, Leo DiCaprio. Oh! <laughs>
0: yeah. Finger <laughs> point. But that's not the, the other... That's not the only part of that scene that sticks out. Is the freaking kid with the goggles, which yes. he is credited, by the way. He's goggles in the cast kid. Yes, kid with goggles is his credit. And I think he only says three lines, and one of them's, I like the Tin tin Man. man. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, it says, I like the Wizard of Oz. I like the Tin Man. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, he's just a weird kid that Ralphie gets (laughs) stuck behind, and he's like, this cannot be happening. (laughs) Ralphie is me. I would have gotten out of line. I would have been like, you know what, Santa knows what I want. It's cool. I'm a
1: big fan of the dad. All the dad scenes are great in this movie. Mm -hmm. Especially the the lamp. Mm -hmm. His lines fragile. That must be Italian. (laughs) I think it says fragile, dear. The leg lamp. Man, you saw it in the wife's face right off the bat.
0: What a random... It's funny because people now actually have the leg lamp as a decoration. But to see it in that movie... And it's hard to wrap your head around now because it was 30 years ago. Well, shoot, almost 40 years ago. It'll mm-hmm. be 40 years old next November. Geez. Uh, anyway, to see it in the movie then, in ni- if I could just put myself in 1983 and seeing that lamp for the first time, what a <laughs> random gift. Like, who thought of that? Who thought the Men
1: that-, <laughs> that run a bowling alley?
0: I guess someone <laughs> somewhere... Thought that was a good idea and made that. that. was a
1: terrific gift.
0: And now you see them everywhere. It's a, a gag decoration to have that leg lamp.
1: And now they have many leg lamps. And what a cheap knockoff.
0: Again, I don't know if it's just here or if it's all over the country, but man, there's a lot of leg lamps there are. in windows in this freaking town at Christmas I know. time. <laughs> I told you, fangirls. We are the biggest fangirls.
1: I love when the dad is defeated after the mom busts the leg lamp. And then he's (laughs) out of pure rage.
0: Not a finger. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the most random thing. (laughs) One of my favorite lines. What didn't make sense to me is when she goes in the room and you hear the glass shatter. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's obviously plastic. When he picks it up, it's all plastic pieces.
1: Theater of the mind, Megan. Theater of the mind.
0: I guess uh, it's just little things like that, you know, just that that stand out. I don't. There's, so, you know, I keep saying this is the most iconic part of the movie, but we forget the bunny outfit.
1: Yep, and also, not just the bunny outfit, the the car. The car uh, fudge. <sighs> That's
0: right. When he asked. Uh, uh, when his mom told Ralphie to get out of the car and help his dad mm-hmm. and he drops all the nuts off the off the wheel. Uh-huh. And <laughs> says the F word. That's when he gets the soap in his mouth. That's right. Yeah. Back to the red and soap. And then
1: Schwartz gets beat to death by his mom. Oh no. We've all we've all had that moment.
0: What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do, Mom? What did I do? Oh God. And she's That
1: mom sounds possessed she through the does. through the receiver.
0: That part scared me too. I was like, don't don't be me. Yeah. <laughs> scared to death. Uh oh, my mom. No. Oh. She get in, oh
1: man. If you were in trouble, you were in trouble. You
0: just have like war flashbacks when yes. you hear that. <laughs>
1: I started having all these Vietnam flashbacks.
0: Oh my god. Um uh,
1: John running through the jungle.
0: Though the, I think of the pink bunny too. That's probably a, a big one that stands out where.
1: And now people own that.
0: He tells ironically. It, the story about how his aunt thinks he's perpetually four and a girl. And yeah. <laughs> continuously gives him like baby outfits and baby toys and mostly for girls. And he's like, what the heck, grandma? Why? It's a
1: pink nightmare.
0: <laughs> and he gets a onesie that's a pink bunny. Also.
1: I mean, you've just brought up a lot recently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Salute to the parents for getting up early enough to drink wine while they're
0: opening gifts. You know it's before 10 a.m. and they're both sitting there with a glass of red wine. i I just praise them for that.
1: Right. Good (laughs) stuff, man. That was really fun. I love that Christmas morning in that movie.
0: I know. It was like worth the wait having all that because they get to wake up and you see all the snow on the ground and just coming down and seeing the tree full of presents. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh boy, that's mine.
0: For like just a Fucking second, Randy. you kind of get that feeling of being a kid again. I yeah. feel like, cause it's a really hard feeling to get back. Cause as an adult, you're the one who put up the tree. You're the one who wrapped the presents. So when you wake up Chris this morning, it's like, I know I did that. And then,
1: <laughs> you know, we've all been there where you might not got the one thing you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then, Something happens and you did get it. When being that happens surprised. for Ra- for Ralphie. You're really like like warm hearted, mm-hmm. and the dad is so proud. That's a great moment.
0: Well, because the whole time you're seeing the dad, he's always angry and over the top, and uh, being a dad around the holidays mm-hmm. just <laughs> just all a-
1: this stress trying to keep the house warm and all mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. So when you see him, it is a heartfelt moment seeing him with. Ralphie and how it, he's almost just as excited as Ralphie is. He's mm-hmm. excited to give the gift as much as Ralphie is to open the gift. And he gets his Red Ryder BB gun and then does almost actually shoot his eye out. <laughs> Thought it was a good idea to put the target on a metal sign and <laughs> shoot at it.
1: Then stomped his glasses.
0: I know. God.
1: Poor kid. <laughs> then the freaking Bumpus sounds, man. I was mad for the dad, too. Went mm-hmm. through all this shit, was just waiting on his turkey, and the hounds ate it.
0: That's right. That's not even the end of the movie. you think that would kind of wrap it up with a gun, but you got to finish out Christmas Day. That That's...
1: tongue-in-cheek ending is really fun, too. Just a random Christmas memory because they had to go to the Chinese restaurant.
0: Right. This is just one Christmas in his childhood growing up. He remembers. The, the dogs ate the turkey, which, man, and that turkey looked... Ooh, chef's it was, kiss it was, yeah <laughs> it looks so good and it was an
1: 11 out of 10 they end She-hat. up at
0: <laughs> the chinese restaurant where they're the trying duck. to sing them christmas carols and they cut the duck's head off and <laughs> good oh, ending Lord. it's a really good ending but it ends with the parent the kids are going to bed with their favorite toys and the parents curl up their on the couch and christmas. just christmas Sit in the dark, and I've talked about this before. I love that ending, where they just the sit snow. in the dark and look at the snow and the Christmas tree, and ah, what a peaceful moment! Yeah, and Great that's movie. the end of the movie. It's so good. It's just that's the thing. There's nothing over the top exciting about the movie. It's just
1: it's really one kid's memory.
0: Yeah, it's one kid's memory of one Christmas that he had yes. growing up. His, How simple his.
1: his Greatest Christmas, growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I have no hate for this movie.
0: Well, how about you give us some trivia, then?
1: Okay. Uh, real quick, the people that tried out for this movie against him were, like, all... I recognized every name. Keith Coogan uh, from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and from Adventures in Babysitting. Uh-huh. He tried out for this movie. The
0: brother from... The babysitter movie? Don't tell mom.
1: Yeah. Dishes hmm. are done, man. That that dude.
0: Oh, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. Well, how old would he have been?
1: The same age. Uh Will Wheaton so from Stand old. By Me. Okay. And Sean Aston.
0: I could see Sean Aston.
1: He was the only old. one I was questionable about. But you wanna know something crazy? Hmm. Those three guys I just named were all in a movie together, Toy Soldiers.
0: Oh. And I guess
1: they reminisced about uh, (laughs) auditioning for that movie at the same time.
0: Did they know that each other had tried out for it at
1: that point? I guess it got brought up while they were on set and they were like, really, you tried out? Oh, you tried out? I also read that Corey Feldman tried out for Randy because he he was really little and undersized. Uh And I guess he had some kind of scheduling conflict. So he couldn't accept the role. But that would have been another big feather in his cap.
0: I know. I feel like.
1: <sighs> but that also would have meant he had have done two Christmas movies. He would have done that and Gremlins back to back.
0: Oh, I guess. I could see him playing Randy just because he. I can too. He plays those annoying characters sometimes. And he
1: was a cute little kid.
0: But I also think because of what Corey Feldman ended up becoming. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have changed the feeling of the movie.
1: That that could be yes, that's true.
0: Because I I really like the casting, just and I I should save this for the rating, but I don't want to forget this thought. I really like the casting, and it's fun to go back to it because it feels like going back to seeing old friends or seeing old like family you don't see all the time, because they don't they're not big name actors. No, they're. You know, it's not it's seeing a familiar a it's seeing a familiar face that isn't super famous, you know? I mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, like, absolutely. That's kinda of what it feels like to me. That's why Like when why we talked
1: about the Lost Boys and how uh Corey Feldman wasn't a no known name yet. Like we see him mm-hmm. as a known name, but he wasn't like that guy at yet. The
0: tie. Yeah.
1: Also like Jack Nicholson tried out for the dad role.
0: Ooh. Um, I just I can't
1: see it, but I know him and Bob Clark have like a history together. Like they are they're very friendly. And
0: yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about that one. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And I think Darren McGavin was really good. Oh yeah. Like I, I I I love Jack Nicholson. I just cannot see him. I know he. I guess he heavily considered the role, but he had to turn it down in the end.
0: I mean, he. If you think of some looser characters if you will because i i mean i think of him in the shining very serious very murderous (laughs) but i also think of him in like batman and anger management where he plays more of this like silly yeah one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah he's
1: done some like amazing movies this wouldn't have been bad for him either
0: he has good range, but I feel like if you associate him with a specific movie, that's how I feel anyway. I associate yeah. him with like The Shining. It would be hard for me to see him as that. Yeah, character. like when I
1: think of Jack Nicholson, automatically I don't even go to The Shining. I grew up with Batman first.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't really big into the Batman movies. I didn't really watch. I knew of it, but well, I was
1: a little guy when that blew up, and it was a like cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Then you have uh, Bob Clark. I mean, Bob Clark is. It's still weird to me. He directed this movie because what? this is the same guy that did Black Christmas, a horror movie. Obvious and is sometimes sometimes uh, reflected back as being the first actual slasher movie. Uh huh. Like people still claim like it's that or Psycho or Texas Chainsaw. Right. But. I, I, it's weird to me that this guy did that movie and this movie but also did like Porky's oh but he's re- always been really good about taking like moments in time and bringing them to the big screen and I guess he had a big say on what because they want to do a show based off of his idea mm-hmm. of being able to capture the moment and bring it to screen but they wanted to do it for TV so The Wonder Years is based off the idea he came up with for the family and stuff huh which I thought was a really cool thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, I've only ever seen Porky's like one time and I wasn't I, really a fan.
1: I like all three of them. I didn't, They're funny. I don't
0: know. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, a it's, it's
1: it's comedy you can't make anymore. Yeah. I'll, just be honest about that. Yeah. But I'm not sensitive to it.
0: And that may be why because I just saw it in the last few years. Maybe that's why I was like, meh.
1: <laughs> I feel really bad for Zach Ward, though. Like he takes a lot of pride in being ranked as like a really big Christmas villain. Uh-huh. Like, he, like there was this big ranking that came out a few years back, and he was ranked over the Grinch. But he's like, then people should really know my character more than a lot of other characters when it comes to Christmas time. And he's not getting—he wasn't getting any residuals off of any of the movie, really. And he had to sue over likeness rights when they started doing the figure lines and all that.
0: Uh-huh. And he
1: finally—he finally won, which I'm very happy about.
0: Why wouldn't they pay him? I mean, he's it shouldn't they be They saw anything. him as a
1: they saw him as a low secondary character. Even though he's a big part of the story.
0: Right. It's part of Ralphie's character arc where I mean it's the reason he's the reason you have that snap in Ralphie and mm-hmm. you get to see that moment with his mom and stuff. That wouldn't have happened otherwise.
1: Yeah. Um uh, another thing is they really harp on the year 1940 a lot like it's on the decoder that they use to do the little orphan Annie message and all that Uh uh-huh it's just it's placed on a lot of things throughout the movie I don't know what the significance is of it I'm sure one day they'll release it
0: but it's not that's not when it was set right it was in the 50s
1: yes it was set in the 50s okay um it's it, starting from 1997, this is what you were trying to ask. From 1997 until 2004 the film ran 24-hour marathon Christmas Eve to Christmas evening uh-huh. on TNT. That's what, where I always remember watching it. Uh. Uh-huh. It later kept getting switched to uh TBS or back to TNT. It took a couple years though and I think TNT finally got it back uh-huh. to where they just showed it all the time.
0: Wait, so they're not doing that anymore?
1: No, they did it. They do it every year. It's okay. just I don't know if TNT does it like they were doing it. Because they were switching it to where it was just on TBS. Which is their secondary network to me. Okay. This movie is ranked on the list of one thousand and one movies you must see before you die. Which I kind of agree with. It should be on there.
0: Did you say a thousand and one movies? Yes. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> yes,
1: but it should be on there.
0: I mean, when you think about how many movies are actually made, which, God, I don't want to get existential, but I think of all the movies out there and knowing that I'll never be able to watch all of them. Not that I want to watch all of them. There's some crap movies out there. (laughs) But I guess a thousand really isn't that much in comparison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: So Peter Billingsley, before doing this movie, was in a horror movie called uh, Death Valley. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) And what's interesting about that is in both the films, he mentions a Western outlaw named Black Bart. Oh. (laughs) And he dons a cowboy hat and a gun.
0: Huh. Pretty cool. That was before A Christmas Story?
1: Yes, right before A Christmas Story.
0: I'm curious to know how old he actually is. Because if this movie came out in 1983... He was born in seventy one, so he really was only twelve when they filmed yes. it. Yes, and hmm.
1: he had to he had to play a nine year old.
0: Huh.
1: <laughs> oh, you know how we talked about John Shepherd or Gene Shepard, however you want to say it. Oh yeah, I guess uh, I was saying Gene. The reason but... why people like recognize his voice so much is because he does a lot of stuff. He did a lot of things for Disney, and like one of his big things was like the Magic Kingdom Carousel Progress. Uh huh. there's a great big beautiful tomorrow it's like a famous line i think they even have it scribed somewhere at disney
0: oh i wouldn't be surprised
1: (laughs) yeah this movie really did a lot for guys like this was zach ward's first film which Uh i think is a really cool thing Hmm. i just i thought he would have been in more stuff than this because to be doing that yeah kind of weird
0: Yeah, I think he end up being like he'd probably get stuck playing villain roles. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> um, any other fun facts?
1: Well, and the famous double dog dare line uh, of where the tongue on the pole scene, yeah, uh, it's uh, also in line to like Bob Clark's daydream. It's a it's kind of mentioned as. A movie he did way back when called Dead of Night uh-huh. of which Marrow Carrier says well I double well, well I'll be double dog damned. Oh. So Bob Clark tries to pay homage to his other movies within his movies. Okay. Even though they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But it's crazy though. This is a second film starring Melinda Dillon set in Indiana. Oh. You know what the other one is?
0: I have no idea.
1: Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Brian's favorite movie. What? Your brother Brian's favorite movie.
0: I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know a couple of things. I didn't know it was set in Indiana. I didn't know it was my brother's favorite movie. And I did not know that she was in
1: it. I can't believe you didn't know that about your brother. I knew that about your brother.
0: I didn't know it was his favorite.
1: Yeah, he talks about Close Encounters all the time with me.
0: I'll have to ask.
1: I am not... Huge on it like he is, but I don't think it's terrible. Ugh. If it's a, if it's a Spielberg joint, you know I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> There's um, plenty of things. This movie had so many like things about it. It's hard to go through all of them. Yeah. Like I since as of now, mm-hmm. Peter Billingsley has been in four Christmas well, I think five. He was an elf mm-hmm. four Christmases. Uh, obviously Christmas Story and Christmas Story Christmas uh-huh. and apparently he's going to do another Christmas movie so he has a fifth one on the way oh no <laughs>
0: but that's his legacy it. he's good at it I guess he must enjoy it <laughs> so I knew I didn't realize it was him and Elf the first time I saw it I know now but he plays that uh, uh, he just plays one of the Elf's the The one with the clipboard when he's talking to Buddy and he's like, maybe this isn't <laughs> your thing.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That's interesting stuff, though. I mean, this is a good movie. I enjoy it. I think this is a Love good it. movie to end the year on.
1: I think so, too. I think you did really good picking this one.
0: Yeah. there And it was hard. It was so hard to pick what movies to cover because... We didn't cover National Lampoon.
1: I know and I think everybody was expecting that because of how much we talk about it.
0: Oh yeah, I wanted to. I did, but I
1: did too, but I don't know what it was. I think it was watching Christmas Story Christmas is like it's right in front of us we should do this movie.
0: Mhm. It was a good one. And I think it was a good one to end end the year on. Yes. It seems so weird is over. Yeah, I mean,
1: years keep coming and going.
0: Years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> a wise man once said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's going to be it then for this episode. Uh, yes.
1: Great movie. I hope everybody has watched it. Even if you aren't a fan of Christmas movies, but you like to just reminisce and just go back, you mm-hmm. should watch this movie.
0: It is. It's a good movie for that. It, besides the Christmas aspect. I mean, that is part of it, but there's so much more in it that yeah. it that doesn't. The
1: family and friendship is really, really great in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's really good. So I think we can rate it now.
1: I'm ready. Okay. Rewatchability. We see it every year. Yeah. And it's oh, And it plays all the time. Five star.
0: I do. I'm gonna give it a five because I have to watch it every year. It's can't on. even call it
1: a cult classic because it's always on.
0: I know, and no, I don't watch it throughout the year, but it is like I know for a fact I will be mm-hmm. watching, it. and I always save it for like Christmas Day. And now, like it.
1: Cartoon Network, even shows this movie now.
0: Huh? I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Yeah, um. I don't know. <laughs> There's, it's a movie you can watch and you never get sick of it.
0: Yeah. Well, then the next thing we'll rate it on is its legacy.
1: I think this movie is going to always withstand the test of time.
0: I Especially it,
1: with as crazy as people get about Christmas now.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it does play every year. I And I don't know if it's just here in the Midwest or if it is all all over that it's TNT's a national broadcasting network okay well then i may i may give it a five then i'm giving it a five
1: i don't know many people that haven't seen this movie mm-hmm. like even talking to people that don't live in the states they know this movie
0: well i c- i was considering giving it a four i don't know why
1: Hmm. I also think the legacy the of this movie is a lot bigger than a lot of other movies. Yeah. Like, we talked about Scrooged.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, like, well, I would say more than Scrooged, I think, yeah. just because this is more family-friendly.
1: Right. Now, think of any other Christmas movie. I think this movie kind of is above that.
0: You think it's above, like, Home Alone?
1: I If it's not above it, it's right on par with it. I don't, I think those two even could walk hand in hand. I mm-hmm. think this movie will. I think this movie will be continued. Will continue its uh, trajectory up mm-hmm. because eventually people will start pointing out things about Home Alone that they don't like. I guess. Like we already seen it happen in a couple of TV shows we like, people are like trying to debunk things. You know, like Lloyd and. Lloyd and Harry. I'm getting ready to go dumb and Dumber Dumber. <laughs> Harry and Marv. Uh-huh. Uh, like, all the shenanigans they had to go through trying to get to Kevin, you know, mm-hmm. when all they had to do was shoot that little kid. Yeah. Or Kevin just going to the ki- the house of the n- the neighbor he happens to be passing. Right. He just, you know, you don't get that with the Christmas story.
0: I guess. Um, I mean, I'll still I'll give it a four and a half. I'll do that because I don't know. There's just something I can't seem to a five seems too high for whatever reason. Girl,
1: I gots to give it a five. I <laughs> gots to.
0: Um, the last thing we're going to rate it on is. Uh, the aesthetic. Pretty much. That's your word of the day. I feel like. Yes. <laughs> uh, How was
1: your day? Aesthetically
0: pleasing. Uh, um just the look, the feel, the the soundtrack, things like that. What we feel is, about the movie?
1: The music is very childlike. It's very welcoming.
0: Mhm. It is Christmassy music. Uh, I I will say that, but it's lighthearted. Mhm. It's good for the movie. It's the look of the movie that gets me.
1: Yeah, the the look of this movie is a, a solid 10.
0: Because I know I mean I know now it was made in the 80s but to just mm-hmm. watch it you wouldn't think that. No.
1: This is this is something where they were very meticulous about everything they were doing down to the T.
0: Yeah. It it's got that grainy look to it mm-hmm. and they're pretty
1: This is one of the movies where you can tell the snow's real cuz the fucking snow's actually dirty.
0: Oh. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um but just the little things that
1: that is Midwest Snow.
0: Help the, <laughs> the the movie out. So I think of kinda of like their kitchen looks mm-hmm. so old with they have the milk in the glass jug that you know when it's empty they're sitting that out on the porch to get picked up and collected. Right. Um I, just the whole look of the kitchen, that's the one thing that really looks old to me, you know.
1: <laughs> right, in their living room. It's just you can tell they have like this very old heater. Oh yeah, and their cars actually from the thirties, so they're they don't have like a new fifties car. Like they have this old beat up car.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> well, and they talk about how the damper, and that's what it mm-hmm. blew up and exploded. No one even knows what that probably is today. Like younger people, I've no what the heck's a damper. I've got my thermostat.
1: <laughs> or their house blowing fuses like that.
0: Yeah it i i'm gonna have to give the look and every i'm giving it a I'm, five it's a five yeah it's a very good movie this overall
1: is the, it's a perfect christmas movie
0: yeah i i don't know what my hang-up is on legacy i feel like there's something missing there though i i'm sorry like I we've
1: talked about a lot of christmas movies that we thought are great mm-hmm. i almost and i love gremlins Like, I think it's my favorite Christmas movie, but I do think this movie's above it.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yes. Like, I might love Gremlins, Mm -hmm. but I still think this movie is above Gremlins.
0: Well, and they're totally different categories. I mean, genre-wise, yes, they're both Christmas movies, but, you know, different feelings in each one. Um,
1: And we talked about how much we love a Muppet Christmas Carol. uh Uh-huh. This movie is leagues above that. And that movie is fantastic.
0: I feel like my hang up with the legacy is that it, the longer it continues this trend of showing the movie annually and people buying the leg lamps and the pink mm-hmm. uh, bunny outfits and stuff like that is the longer it sticks around, the more people also get annoyed with it. I feel like, and like that, just, oh, that not becomes again. a generational
1: thing, but then you have the, the time where it's gone, so you have time to miss it, and then it comes back. That's why this movie's great, because you have one month where you just you love it, mm-hmm. but you have 11 months to miss it.
0: Yeah. I know, but that's why I'm saying I feel like more people probably get kind of roll their eyes at it as time passes, but it right. still holds up. And there's nothing... St- I can't think of anything problematic about it. That's one thing that even though it was set in the fifties made in Mm -hmm. the early eighties, there's really nothing you can remake it today and it's fine. Yes. That's why the sequel came out now because it's not a problematic movie. (laughs) It's not. And it touches on a lot of
1: things. When I like when kids can play a part and they're, they're believable. Ralphie is believable.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that's really hard to do and there's not a lot of movies where i can say i've seen that happen
0: yeah yeah well i don't know if i said it my overall i guess i'll give a four and a half
1: i'm giving it a five
0: yeah good movie
1: great movie
0: good one to end the year on
1: yes if you guys missed it you'll make time for it next year
0: Mm mm-hmm you, I mean, you're still in the clear to watch it, I would say, through the end of the year. I think till oh, December thirtieth yeah. you could watch it if you want. It may not have the the <laughs> magic that it should have as it does on Christmas Day, but you can still watch it, I guess. Uh,
1: the perfect time to watch it is the week of Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm. that's I try to save it for Christmas Day if possible yeah. or Christmas Eve at the earliest, but I think it's gonna wrap up our last episode of the year. Yes. You know, this we've started in the fall with horror movies because that's one of our favorite genres is horror yeah. movies.
1: It just it was just by chance.
0: Yeah. But I feel like as we wrap up this year, we're definitely getting into a rhythm with things and um you know, we still got stuff in the making like our Patreon and working on merch ideas and stuff, which I know they're not launched of- yet, but we're working on it. It's yeah, just, it's just something
1: brainstorming that, at this point and just trying to get stuff completed to be out.
0: We want to make sure that we're delivering good quality content and not just throwing any old thing out there. So
1: another thing is too, even with this podcast, everything's still a learning process and it's still building a rhythm and stuff. Like I've had people ask me if we're going to come back to do episodes again. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's always that chance. There's always going to be some time where me and Megan feel filled the surge. To talk about Beetlejuice.
0: <laughs> right. Or yeah. something like that. See, and I've been podcasting for over two years now with my other podcast. And and I don't know. These two are just so different. I'm able to find something fun and interesting about both podcasts. I know this is your first one, but I feel like we're off to a good start. I think so. And I hope you guys are enjoying it, too, as much as we enjoy making the episodes and we want to hear your feedback i mean let us know what you want to hear going into the new year we've got stuff planned but plans change i would love
1: somebody to say what they want a movie or yeah just a movie they want us to talk about if they just mention i'll i would do it
0: or just jump on and tell us what you think about the movies we had covered we want to hear from you guys and get your your opinions and your ratings on things and
1: and we'll be honest, though. The ideas we've had for Patreon are nuts. So I think people are really going to like that.
0: Oh, yeah. We're we're working out. We need to get a, a good arsenal before we go live on right. that. But I'm hoping going into the new year we'll have something good for you guys. But
1: And Megan's merch ideas have been really good. I've seen <laughs> some of the artwork. She has been brainstorming at a high level.
0: I'm working on it. I'm All I do is try
1: to add little tidbits.
0: <laughs> but... We're hoping going into the new year we can continue to entertain you guys and bring you some fun stuff and um, we've got the ideas are flowing and they will mm-hmm. be there shortly. It's just we it's good things take time, you know. Right. <laughs> but I think not that's to gonna...
1: sound pompous. But just... No,
0: no. I, I we just no. don't want to throw out anything. We want to make sure it's right and we. And you don't
1: want to disappoint people. That's the big thing. Like that's the thing I worry about most.
0: We both want to feel good about it and what what we're gonna be bringing you guys. So yeah. Anyway, that nice little monologue. I guess that's mm-hmm. gonna end. This oh, gotta
1: end the can't end the year without mentioning I'm Ready to Rumble at least once.
0: Oh no, um, I don't know what to say from Ready to Rumble.
1: I hope his diddly turns black, falls in the crapper. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah,
0: there, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, I guess you can check out the snippet for next week and (laughs) see see if you can guess what we're kicking off the new year with In xanadu (laughs) it's not xanadu (laughs) oh did you think we were covering xanadu
1: no i just wanted to mention xanadu
0: okay yeah we do have to mention we started off mentioning that in the first couple of episodes xanadu ready to rumble We'll cover them eventually. <laughs> I don't know when, but we'll find a time to cover them. Out here in San <laughs> How about you just check out the snippet, and we will see you guys <laughs> in the new year.
1: Be safe and take care.
0: Bye. Next week on The Retro Club. Oh, you stopped real Thought quick. you <laughs> like this. We're just recording that. that,
1: Oops. Um. It's all gone with the wind, but it's all coming back to me. Are you really going to record that? (laughs)
0: Man, is your tummy tore up?
1: Uh huh. My meatloaf was greasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you saw me dump out a I bunch did. of grease,
1: and it still had that yellow, that yellow fuzz on it.
0: <laughs> yellow fuzz. Uh huh. Was it good though? Yeah, it's <laughs> it wonderful. Sliding right through me.
1: Man, I had to dump it <laughs> like i got done eating.
0: Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris.
1: Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Retro Club Pod. Or visit our website at retroclubpod.com for episode information and more.
0: You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.